Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Please Call Me Crazy, brought to you by Free People Radio, and now powered by our favorite sponsor, TireGit.com. That's TireGit.com. You all have to buy tires from somewhere. You might as well buy them from us and help fund the movement, help support the movement. We all believe in the freedom of movement, and that's exactly what the establishment wants to take from you. I am your host, Royce White, here in the belly of the beast, Minneapolis, Minnesota, for episode number 83. Well, it saddens me to tell you that my big three season has come to an end. We did not get the necessary wins um, to advance to the playoffs. Uh, Very, very disappointing, mostly because, you know, throughout the season we were picked as a favorite to at least make it to the championship, if not win the whole thing. Um, and that's just how competitive the big three is. It's it's how good the league has gotten. It's how balanced the teams have gotten. Um, we had a seven-way tie for first place going in going into week um, seven, and then we had a three-way tie for first place and a, a four-way tie for second place going into week eight. Um, both situations, we lost both games, both critical games. Um, sadly, uh, unfortunately, I was injured in, in week six and a groin injury. And if you know anything about groin injuries, they, um, you know, usually soft tissue, which fortunately mine was. If you pull that groin muscle off the bone, you got big, big problems. And, and you know, it could be a, a real career-defining injury, uh, let alone the surgery you'll have to undergo. But But fortunately for me, that wasn't the case. Um, it was just soft tissue, but, you know, it takes a couple weeks to heal. Uh, actually, it's supposed to take six to eight weeks to heal, but but uh, I'm a man of of steel myself, and, and uh, I heal pretty quick, and I have a pretty high pain tolerance. So I was able to come back in week seven and try to play a little bit. Nancy didn't think that I looked right out there on the court. When I went back to watch the film, I definitely was dragging my leg a little bit or was hitching a little bit, and and uh, I thought in week eight, I felt pretty good for, for a two-week turnaround on a groin injury. I played pretty well in this last game. We didn't do enough to get the victory. Um, but we played a former championship team in the triplets and a former uh, championship coach in Lisa Leslie. And Joe Johnson is certainly one of the best players in the league, if not uh, the best scorer in the league and is an eight-time NBA All-Star and as good as they come with the ball and playing at his own pace, especially in the three-on-three format. So uh, we put up a valiant effort, and in the end, we actually beat ourselves. I mean, I missed two free throws. TJ missed a free throw. Glenn Rice missed a free throw. We gave up five technical free throws, I think it was. In the end, they scored five points on three technicals. Uh, and, and we lost by seven. So in the end, we beat ourselves, and that's disappointing. But but overall, I don't really even think we should have been in that position as a team. I thought we dropped a couple of games that we shouldn't have, even given the the, the circumstances. But all of that's behind us now. This season is an afterthought. Um, for me, I'm I'm going to get ready to get back into the octagon and and spend some time at the gym uh, with with MMA and and get on the mats and really focus on my jujitsu as well as my striking and boxing and and really submerse myself in, in that aspect of my athletic career until um, you know I'd say shortly after um, uh, it's usually right around March right around March I really start getting back into basketball and and getting myself prepared for the next big three season and sure enough there will be another big three season and and we have high hopes and expectations for next year we know that we 
were in a, a position to control their own destiny and and have a shot to win a championship after falling short and and losing in the championship or in the finals last year. Um, so so we're going to come back uh, better and, and stronger, more more mature, um, and 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 give a better um, have a better go at it go at it next year. Um, but for all of you out there in the audience who we appreciate, it means I get to spend more time with you now. And I plan to spend a lot more time with you over the next two weeks because we're at the turning point in, 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 our, uh, in our country here. I mean, we're at a real, real pivotal moment. It's, it's, almost, it's almost in a way, and I, I, I hesitate to say this because, you know, really, whether I went to the championship or not, I would have found a way to add add uh add to the conversation add to the the where we are right now today in our country but there are some things that I had to get in order here at home and and I'm glad that I'm here I'm happy to be home I was on the road for 8 weeks and um I had a blast I had a blast I saw a lot changed my perspective on on a number of things Gave me a chance to see the nation that I want to serve. And I don't know if you've seen recently on my Twitter, but uh, I announced or I, you know, softly announced that I'll be running for the United States Senate in 2024 here in Minnesota. And and I plan to do so. I plan to announce, I plan to uh, have a, a bigger announcement or a, a sort of launch of the campaign in the weeks to come. And we'll find out, you know, what time you guys are basically getting a sneak preview because the, the please call me crazy audience hasn't gotten huge yet. Uh, we have a great big daily or nightly following on on War Room's uh, Getter page. They they stream the podcast live. We're thankful for that. We get people who watch on band.video. We're also thankful for all of our InfoWars uh, viewers and as well as our War Room posse. And of course, the fearless audience, the fearless army, we appreciate your viewership. But, but this podcast is still growing. So um, all of you are getting an exclusive uh, sort of, you know, insight into the the, the where whereabouts of, of my campaign and um, we're going to find a time and a way to to kickstart this this 2024 senate bid uh, senate campaign the right way that reaches the most people that that challenges the, the, the narrative uh, as 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 I love to do uh, and as I, I think I've been very successful in doing one of the things that I can say and we're going to talk about today on the podcast as a as a positive that came out of this past weekend, even though we lost a very competitive game, was the message on the side of my head. And if you know anything about the big three or if you know or follow the big three and you, you watch me play in the big three, you know every weekend I use my head as a, a sort of billboard to highlight certain things that are going on in our society. And uh, last week there was there was nothing there was no better um use of of the the real estate on the side of my my head than than to talk about Maui and what's taking place in Maui and we're going to talk about that a little bit today as well as the the real news and I won't say the real news because you can make an argument that this news is so absurd and so ridiculous that it's actually in some way potentially made to take away from the news that should be focused on Maui 
Um, but but the implications of the the Donald Trump indictment or the fourth Donald Trump indictment com- coming out of Georgia is uh, is is newsworthy as well. And I want to talk about both things. And I want to talk about both things in conjunction with one another. If you will you will spare me the the time and the and the 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 space to to be a little nuanced today. <sighs> But other than that, all the housekeeping is, you know, we're 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 moving forward. I'm back home. We're going to get a lot more content rolled out. The Senate campaign will be launched in the weeks to come. I hope that you'll support my my 2024 Senate campaign against Amy Klobuchar, who is as run of the mill establishment status quo globalist as it possibly gets. She runs for president every four years, is never successful. But for some reason, she's always in the mix. I wouldn't be surprised if she was going to run for president again this year, in which case I hope she'll be very vulnerable to to a, a, a Senate bid, or I'd like to see who they were going to run in her place um, if, if she decides to, to abnegate um, the, the, the Senate seat to run for president, although that's not usually how, how it works. Um, I'm sure she'll run for president again, or she may in fact even be a, a, a vice president a potential vice president candidate for a, a guy like uh, Gavin Newsom, should he get the uh, the nominee, the nomination, Democratic nomination. So big politics this year for me. Big politics again last year. Um, it was Ilhan Omar and my congressional race against her in the deep blue district of, of Minneapolis, the greater Minneapolis area. Um, this year we're biting off an even bigger battle, even an even more important battle. Um, you know, a hundred, a hundred U.S. senators run this country and don't ever let anybody tell you anything different. A hundred U.S. senators run this country and I plan to become one of them and I plan to turn D.C. on its on its head. I, I plan to get to D.C. right away and do the work of really representing the people. And and there's no better place for us to start, I think. There's, there, it, there was something sort of poetic, something sort of came over me spiritually. My honest to God, something spiritual came over me uh, when looking at this entire Maui Maui situation. This 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 crisis happening there to the people of Maui um, and the dishonesty, I believe, the manipulation, the secrecy, uh, the 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 nefariousness of what's taking place there in Hawaii, in my opinion, um, and and my desire to represent the people uh, of this nation. Because when you run for Senate, you don't just re- represent the people in your state. You don't just re- represent your constituents. The votes that take place on the United States Senate floor have implications on all American citizens. And really, they have implications on free people all around the world because the, the reach of our government, um, the reach of our nation and the corporations that we govern over that have incredible global reach, which we'll talk about in the instance of, of, of the Maui situation. All of those corporations, all of those people are affected by the decisions um, that the United States Senate makes, the Congress as well, and obviously the, the executive branch has its power as well, and the judicial branch has its power, and the administrative state has power, and they're, they're, different, they're different power, uh, there's different levers of power in, in D.C. and in America. We understand that, but, but what senators vote on and decide really, really matters. So I don't want you to view my Senate campaign as a Senate campaign for the state of Minnesota, although first and foremost, my responsibility is to the the citizens of the state of Minnesota. But really, my campaign is a fight to 
to combat um, the dark cloud that has come over all American citizens. And I believe with all my heart and soul that you need, you deserve uh, a fighter like me there in D.C. to say no to being bought off and corrupted, which is is so difficult, I guess, for, for so many. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're threatening these people's lives, if they're blackmailing them, if they're if they're uh, promising them, uh, you know, pieces of silver. I bet it's a combination of all three, uh, but I can't say specifically with, you know, with regards to certain individuals because I'm not there. I don't know. I don't know. But what I can say is, it is abundantly apparent it is it is so obvious that the people in dc have been compromised that many many people in dc get compromised and they remain compromised the duration of their time in public office which in some cases ends up being a life a lifelong of of being bought and paid for so long in fact it's no wonder that many of these people have trouble looking in the mirror presenting themselves in an authentic way in front of the people. And by the time they're Joe Biden's age, they end up being this sort of, uh, uh, you know, uh, inarticulate shell of, of, of their former self. You know, you, you lose a piece of your soul when you sell a piece of your soul. I mean, the, the two go together, right? You know, selling your soul is, is kind of like the, 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 uh, you know, the fragmenting of one's soul. And it, it becomes obvious when you look at these people, and even when you look at some of the younger politicians like an AOC or an Ilhan Omar or, or some of those individuals who have grand plans to sell their soul as many times as they need to, to get wherever they think they're going, I'm not quite sure. Um, but but you can even see it in them, the sort of schism of of of, uh, of the spirit and, and it reflecting in, in the way that they talk and their mannerisms and the way they present themselves and their lack of authenticity. And, you know, I, I really want people to view my, my Senate campaign as uh, a campaign for the betterment of the entire nation at a pivotal moment where we're, we're, we're right on the edge of, of losing what it means to be a nation. We're right on the edge of losing the nation. And people say that all the time. I mean, they've been saying it all, you know, all the time. And I'm not going to say that didn't have merit at different times in our nation's history. Because a nation faces many, uh, a nation over the course of a nation's lifespan, it faces many, many uh, instances of, of uh, crisis, of, of dire uh, circumstances, of, of pivotal uh, decisions that must be made. So there have probably been many times when our nation was was right on the edge, but never more than right now, in my honest opinion. I don't think America as a nation has ever been in more trouble fundamentally um, in terms of the, the value of our citizenship and, and the fundamental rights uh, that that are, are guaranteed to us through the United States Constitution and, and the values, most importantly, the values of America's founding documents uh, and, and what the founders laid out. I don't think it's ever been in jeopardy more than it is right now. And before I get to Bowie, let's use the greatest example, right? the indictment of Donald Trump, the fourth indictment of Donald Trump, 619 years potentially if maximum sentence were, were given out to all of the different counts in this indictment. And, and you know, using the re first, let's say this. 
I want to say this first and foremost. All of you black women out there who are allowing the liberal establishment to use you as a cudgel against the American people have disgraced your identity. You've disgraced your ancestors. And most importantly, most importantly, um, you've disgraced what it means to be American. Yeah, and, and I know all of your Marxist universe, all of your Marxist professors, and the and the university clubs, the social clubs that that talk about equality and justice and and equity. I know they all make you believe that this sort of uh, this sort of uh, puppetry that's going on with you is is in service to this history of oppression that black people and all marginalized people have faced. It's a motherfucking lie. It is a fucking lie through and through. This fanny, fanny pack, I'm going to call her fanny pack, okay? Fanny pack, DA fanny pack of Georgia, of Fulton County, Georgia, uh, going out, first off, the telltale, and let, let me tell you how commonplace. Let, let me let me let me show you where it starts because it, it does start with us. It starts with us, the American people. I don't know why we allow. I don't know why we accept public figures that come and stand before a podium and have to look down at written words, every sentence when they're speaking to us. I mean, there there there's not a more dishonest. There's not a more dishonest presentation of oneself from the outset. I mean, you need keynotes. You need, you need, I don't have any notes here. I don't have any paper here. I can come and talk to you for five hours straight. I don't need an, I don't need a, a key, a cue card mostly because I'm not trying to impress you with some, some, some important thing that I've drawn up or, or written out that I needed to say that time is done. I mean, the time for these prolific or profound American speeches from, from American politicians or, or public figures, that time is long past. That is a luxury. That is a luxury for a, a, a prosperous, wealthy, intellectual, uh, and philosophical nation, which we had in, in the earlier stages of, of our country where we were growing and you, you heard these profound speeches, you know, whether they were written and we saw them in, in writing or whether we had the actual speech to be able to reference and read back uh, or or, or uh, even more recently in, in the early television era with people like Kennedy, who was an incredible, an incredible speaker. Um, now, did all of them have collab teams that collaborated to write speeches for them? Absolutely. And being a speechwriter is one of the very uh, uh, unspoken and unheralded things about the underbelly of Washington, D.C. And, and, and the one person who you can say with some certainty, you know, goes off the cuff more than everyone else is the exact man they want to take down. And is it by any, is it by chance, is it by chance that, that Fanny, that DA Fanny Pack, district attorney Fanny Pack of Fulton County, Georgia has to go up to the podium and look down at her reference notes, every other word as she reads this unholy, unconstitutional indictment of Donald J. Trump. Do you think that's by accident? No, it's not by accident. This is what we've come to accept. This is what we, we've all come to accept, that the people who govern us, the people who preside over us, the people who run our country, the people who supposedly make things work, this is what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to lie to us. 
They're supposed to represent themselves in a way that is slightly dishonest as so to appease our own insecurity about our own ability to govern ourselves. That's what we've that's what we've accepted. That's what we've come to 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 feel comfortable with in this country and around the world, too. Oh, it's a symptom around the world. I watch it all the time. I'm I'm up on global politics. I watch it all the time. These, it's you know, it's all it, it's usually these posh yuppie globalists. They get up at some summit and they got a stack of papers, you know, uh, you know, thick as a thick as a Bible, to reference these notes of all these things that this collaboration of people have come together to make sure they know are the key talking points for the audience they're speaking to, and. As I sat there and I watched it, my stomach started to turn, right? Because yes, I'm a black man and I have no qualms about that. Yeah, you guys know me. If you watch the podcast, you know my you know my history, you know my heritage. Yes, I have, you know, Norwegian blood. Yeah, my, my part of my family, uh my 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 mother's mother, my grandmother's mother's family were first generation immigrants from Norway and it don't get no whiter than Norwegian. Right. So where I'm white, I'm as white as it comes. I'm as white as it, as it gets. Right. I have great, you know, rich, rich Mexican heritage, you know, and it, it don't get no more. It don't get no more Hispanic than the Mexicans, the proud Mexican heritage. And, and my, my, my mother's father's, Mother's family came from Aguas Calientes, Mexico. She was a first generation immigrant from Aguas Calientes, Mexico. So I have rich, rich Mexican heritage. And both of my grandfathers were black. You know, they liked it a little bit more of an, an, an exotic woman, you could say, huh? right? A little bit something from outside of their own, their own, uh, uh, their own corner of the of the plate. And at the time, it was kind of let's be let's be honest. I feel comfortable speaking on race things for multiple issues on multiple fronts because I have this heritage. That doesn't make me feel self conscious. I'm not black enough for the black folks or or the the, the white folks only like me because I have fair skin or any of that silly bullshit. That's all a bullshit for people who don't want somebody to tell the truth. Let's just be honest. I embrace that I have this sort of diverse heritage because I saw, I, I know things. I have that lived genetic experience of, of how race can be confounded and used to keep people separated and divided when really they should be focused on more important shit. And even in my own family, right? I mean, back in the day, you Mexican woman, family might disown you for marrying a black man. Norwegian woman, from Duluth, Minnesota, right? Prestigious family. Uncle Alfred, 33rd degree Mason. Uncle Alfred was a 33rd degree Mason here in Minnesota, had an office in the Mason Temple. I told you guys that me and Professor Penn, P Professor Penn always joke that, that uh, Uncle Alfred might have been a Satanist, which is a valid and reasonable thing to, to, to presume because the Masons are satanic. Uh, but, but, you know, there are people within the Masons who are probably trying to fight back within. We all sometimes tell ourselves a story about how we're trying to fight the establishment and corruption from within. Um, but I certainly would, would, would venture to guess there are some, some Masons that are genuinely uh, uh, trying to fight back against the evil that, that is taking place in, in, in that secret society. Um, but, but nonetheless, um, you know, 
Uncle Alfred, you know, prestigious, prestigious family grandmother comes from, marries a black man. Just so happens this black man was the first, one of the first black police officers in our capital city of St. Paul here in Minnesota. And my other grandfather was a very, very good athlete. He was a very, very good baseball player, played with Buck O'Neill, played in the barnstorms back when they used to barnstorm with the Negro Leagues, took care of his family, didn't run around and barnstorm because his mother told him that he had children with this Mexican woman and that playing baseball is not the priority that taking care of your family is a priority. And he had a house right there on Thomas Avenue, right there in the heart of the Rondo community. Well, Thomas is a little more towards Frogtown, but it's 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 all the same. It's it's Rondo, right? Right in the heart of the Rondo community. And he stayed right there and took care of his family. It was the patriarch that I grew up knowing that grew up influencing me. And not only did he take care of his family, but as his family expanded and he had children and they had children, he took care of the grandchildren. And every Christmas we would come to his house, his tiny, tiny, tiny little house. But it was big enough in love and spirit to fit the whole family. And we came and we celebrated as a family. And when that man died, our family was never the same. It hurts my heart to this day. It hurts my heart to this day. At 13 years old, this man was so, this man was so magnificent. He was such a great leader that at, at 13 years old, at 12 years old, when he passed, I could feel the impact that it would have on our entire family. Not my immediate family, not my immediate household. I mean our entire uh, extended family. All of the all of his kids and all of the grandkids, and we all could feel it. That's how that's how much of a rock he was for our family. But guess what? At that time, marrying a black man could get you could could get you disowned. This black didn't matter what kind of black man it was. And I say all that to say I'm a black man. I know I'm a black man. Okay, you, you, there's no arguments about that. And for all you people who say race doesn't matter, race doesn't matter, you're getting a firsthand look at why race matters. Don't be afraid to engage in the race conversation. Don't be afraid to be called a racist. Don't be afraid to be called a white supremacist. If they can call me an Uncle Tom, if they can call me a, a darling of the alt-right, you do not be afraid to talk about race. Don't run from it because it's being weaponized and used against you. It's being used against you right now in your home, in your communities, in your schools, whether you know it or want to accept it or not. And right now at the at the highest level, it's being used to take down the future president of the United States of America. It's being used as a cudgel to undermine America and our Constitution, the United States Constitution. And what do they do? What do they do? Oh, they they march a black woman. They march an overweight. They'll march an overweight black woman out there and put her on the podium so quick it'll make your head spin. And as I sat there and I watched it, I thought about my grandmother. I thought about my mother, who's a black woman. I thought about my two daughters who are black women. I thought about my aunties. I thought about my 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 grandparents on my father's side. Okay. See, my father's side is just straight black. Mama was black. Daddy was black. Okay. Mom's side, little touch of Norwegian, little touch of Mexican. Daddy was black. Okay. But, but on the other side, descendants of slaves came straight from the, from the South. 
Came straight from the slave slave trade. Came right out of slavery, okay? I think about how misrepresented black people have become in this political culture war. And they marched this black woman out here. They marched district attorney Fanny Peck out there and make it seem like she's representative of, of progress, that she represents progress in America, that she represents progress for black people in fighting back against white supremacy. She's a white liberal woman. She wants to be liked by white liberal women. There's not a neck. She marches out there in the in the pants suit, you know, in the in the in the in the suit blouse, you know, with the with the hair straightened and and uh and and you know the 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 gaudy necklaces and and the whole the whole nine the whole nine yards, right? And says exactly what white people have written for her to say. Again. I'm not trying to drive a, a, a race divide. I just can't, for the, li- I, for the life of me, I can't comprehend how this narrative has been run on sane and logical people. Sane, logical, reasonable people can't believe this shit. And if you don't believe it and you sat back on the bench, the time to get in the game is now because it's become so absurd that it's going gonna, it's gonna to reach right into your home and grab you and, and have its way with you. That's what's happening now. That's where we are. But we've 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 benefited. We've been fortunate in this country that our lack of participation, that our abnegation of civic duty has 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 for the most part survived uh, through the strength of 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 the the ideological formulation of our founding fathers. If you can follow that. Okay, the the ideological formation of our founding fathers was so strong that it allowed the average American citizen to forego their civic duty in pursuit of security and materialism and still keep some resemblance of of of. An American identity, Okay, freedom, for lack of a better term, Okay, that's how brilliant. The, the the balance of power and the, the Constitution and Declaration of, 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 of Independence and the Bill of Rights, that's how brilliant all of those documents were written by very, very brilliant men. It's actually lasted us until now. Time's up. The time's up now. The time has come where the brilliance of our founding fathers and the documents that they created, the, the, the structural brilliance, the, the systematic balance of power that was written into those documents, the time has come where it is no longer going to protect us if we do not get involved. It won't protect us. Why? Because there is no allegiance to the law and there's no better example than what we're seeing this district attorney and this 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 Georgia grand jury trying to do to Donald J. Trump. It it should disgust every last one of you. And let me let me be clear about this. I'm supporting Donald Trump in 2024. End of discussion. Say what you want. Uncle Tom, Coon, far right dog. I don't give a fuck what you say. You got the right one. And a lot of y'all know, see, 
when 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 we talk in front of the white folks, pardon me, white folks. Okay, I love you. We're gonna talk about it. But when we talk in front of the white folks, whether they're conservative or liberal, doesn't really matter. Black folks, we kind of talk a certain way, right? We we and that that does come from a, a, a sort of lived memory, a genetic memory of a time where we were a, an inferior race. We were seen as an inferior race, so we learned to speak a certain way when we were in front of master, okay? Now y'all wanna run a game like the only slave masters are Republicans, okay? Like there's no form of formation of white white racism, white liberal racism. You can't run it on me. But, but aside from whatever the white people think, because I could give a flying fuck what anybody thinks, I don't care what your skin color is. What I'm going to tell all you black folks is you got the right one. See, because you can't you can't run me off of, of the square. You can't run me off. You can't scare me. You can't cancel me. I can't be canceled. My balls are too big to be canceled. OK, I'm just crazy enough. Hence the title. Please call me crazy. I'm just crazy enough to go all the way. I actually can cross the finish line. And a lot of you know it, which is why a lot of you black bourgeoisie sellouts, a lot of you black bourgeoisie grandstanders do your best to just steer the fuck clear of me. And I would advise you to keep doing that, because if you come to to debate me, if you come to try and combat me in the public square, you better pack a lunch because I'm sharp as a fucking tack. And you all know it. You all know it. So you run. You run, you hide, you go and you want to talk to this person, you want to debate that person, you want to you want to keep the conversation in the shallow end of the pool. Well, you can do it as long as you want. Now I'm running for United States Senate. And when I get to that Senate floor, when I touch down on that Senate floor in D.C. in 2024, I'm bringing hell with me. But but actually, that's just a saying. More importantly, I'm going to bring Christ with me. We're going to bring righteousness with me. I'm going to bring righteousness with me. I'm going to rebuke and refute. I'm going to bear witness. I'm going to testify to the wickedness and the corruption and the dishonesty of all you fucking sellouts. Okay? So you, 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 it doesn't bother me. I'm voting for Donald Trump in 2024. I'm supporting Donald Trump in 2024. And actually, I'm... Machine gunning, okay? I'm I'm on the six. I'm coming right up behind. Pause. Sounds a little crazy. I'm coming. I am, I am providing the cover fire for this whole little race scam y'all got running. We're just gonna cut right through it like hot butter. Cause y'all wanna pretend like this black woman, this black woman. District attorney in Georgia ain't getting up on the podium and saying exactly what the fuck white people have told her to say. And then you want to talk about white supremacy. But really what you're saying is white supremacy is only white supremacy if the people disagree with us politically. And even more, more dishonest than that, you're really saying the only way you could be a white supremacist if you're white is if you believe in having a country. Well, to that, I say, fuck you. Because I believe in having a country. I believe in having a country with borders. I believe in having a country with citizenship that grants you certain inalienable rights, rights that are granted to you inalienable by a creator. I believe in those things. Funny, you call all the Republicans and and, and really MAGA, because you don't really, really call the Republicans racist. Like that. I mean, you do in the general sense, but but in 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 
in real in real application, you really mean people who support Donald Trump, right? You really mean the nationalists. You mean the nationalists are are white supremacists. You want us to believe that having a country makes you a racist? You want me to believe that that valuing my citizenship makes me a racist? You want me to believe that not getting caught up in another forever war in the Ukraine with Russia makes me a racist? You want me to believe that if I don't sit here and let this chubby, this chubby, inarticulate, uh, uh, ass-kissing, white, liberal, parroting, black woman get up there and read off this bullshit-ass indictment and praise her as some articulate, intelligent black woman who has risen up in society uh, uh, beyond her oppression, that if I don't believe that or buy into that, then I'm a racist? Well, come say it to my face. That's all I ask. Just come say it to me. But you won't, though. You're an internet you're, you're an internet tough guy. You're a tough guy when you have a gun. You're a tough guy when you got a group with you. You're a tough guy when you got a bunch of other fucking idiots, okay, that'll run around and march around with the white LGBTQ crew and act like y'all are actually getting shit done. When all the while, the real resent you have for me is because you know you're not actually getting shit done. Spiritually, deep down, you know you're not doing a motherfucking thing for anything you say you're doing a thing for. You're doing it for yourself. You're doing it for your own ego. You're doing it for your own pride. You're doing it for how it looks to the other people who you get high with. That's who the fuck you're doing it for. You ain't doing it for you. You ain't doing it for us. You ain't doing it for black men. Say his name, say his name, say his name. Y'all aren't doing it for the people who name you saying you using their names. And you got the right one. You got a Negro who's been there. I came from the streets. A lot of you Negroes, y'all didn't even come from the neighborhood. But quiet as it's kept. Quiet as it's kept. We'll talk about that another day. We'll have a black, a, a black community round table. Because the future of this country is going to come down to the black to the black male vote and, and the black community in this country. We'll talk about that another time as well. Y'all aren't scaring me. I'm voting for Donald J. Trump in 2024. I'm supporting Donald Trump in 2024. And y'all didn't do nothing but solidify it. All this shit y'all are doing is just solidifying it for a lot of people. I'm going to be honest. Anybody, and let me, again, you know a black woman you know a black woman is trying to trying to shuck and jive, as they call it, right? You know a black woman shucking and jiving when she comes out and parades a RICO indictment? Let's go through the history. First off, the RICO law has always stunk, okay? RICO laws have always been a way for the United States government to throw out the Constitution, Okay, because what it says is it, it changes the burden of proof. It changes the burden of proof and the presumption of 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 innocence, uh, the presumption of innocence or, or the, the burden of, of proving one guilty. That's what the RICO law does. It, it's, it's always done that. And a lot of you Republicans, a lot of you right wingers, a lot of you conservatives, you were OK with the RICO law when it was taken down, you know, uh, uh, what do they call uh, criminal organized crime of, of of drug dealers? Right, you were okay with it then. Now, as so many other things will end up being the case, they're just swinging the gun, the slingshot right at you. 
And that's for you Republicans. We'll get to you in a minute because I want you to that may be the most important thing to take away from this Donald Trump indictment. Besides the fact that the charges are absolutely absurd and the judicial system is without is is so lacking of guardrails that district attorneys can actually get indictments like this passed through grand juries in our country, which means there is no rule of law. Okay, so for all you conservatives to keep talking about the rule of law, like the rule of fucking law is going to come save you. You're kidding yourself. Okay, stop it. Stop. Stop. Pull your fucking skirt down. This is time for the big boy. We're in the big boy game now. There ain't no fucking there ain't no fairy tale rule of law that's going to come and provide cover for you. It ain't happening. It's done. Gone. The fourth indictment. You look at the charge. You look at the indictment. The grand jury. You it's there's no rule of law. Now, the Supreme Court will probably knock it down. It probably That's not the point. The point is, if they could do it to the president of the United States with everybody watching, imagine what they're going to do to citizens. Imagine what they can get away with with citizens. Imagine for a moment what they've been getting away with with citizens. District attorneys have used things like the RICO law to undermine and throw out the Constitution. And it was okay when it was a police state. It was okay when it was to get drug dealers off the off of the off of the uh, you know out of the community or, or or off of the streets. It was okay then, and nobody ever seems to see the slippery slope, the moral hazard of allowing these things to occur. That one day they'll be turned against us. I see that at all times. I'm conscious of what the implications of one person's injustice is on a another person and i don't mean injustice like that fake woke bullshit that they're doing at your at your you, you know your 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 nearest state university i don't mean the shit that they're teaching in in in, in fucking uh dei class no i'm not talking about, i'm talking about genuine injustice i'm talking about a da throwing out legal precedents to um take on a case in a certain way or prosecute in a certain way or offer deals up in a certain way for political, professional, and and economic expediency. That's fucking injustice, okay? And it's something, quite frankly, that DAs all across this country have done to black men for a very, very, very long time. Now, you can look at the black community and rightfully say, hey, the black community seems to be disproportionately involved in gang-related crimes, violence, and in in some cases, selling drugs. Okay, fine, absolutely. And as the great Malcolm X and and many brothers from the Nation of Islam would 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 say, uh, we have to fix that. Okay. It's it's no sign of us being proud of who we are to let who they aren't define who we are and who we'll be and how we'll act. That's sacred honor, right? That's that's sacred honor right there for your ass. I'm not going to let who you guys aren't. I'm not going to let your wickedness define my goodness. That's who Malcolm was. Yeah, there's racism and there is white supremacy, but we're not going to let white supremacy turn us into crack addicts, are we? That isn't a sign of love for black people. It's not a sign of love for yourself, let alone the community you're dealing drugs to. So, yeah, there's drug dealers, and that's a problem in the black community. We all know that. If you're black and you say that it isn't, you're a fucking liar. Let's just cut the shit. You're a fucking liar. Either you don't come from the hood or you're taking fucking money to lie about what it's like to come from the hood. One way or another, you don't get a fucking say you're a liar. 
Drug dealing is a problem in the black community, but it's no bigger problem than what Johnson and Johnson is doing or what Eli and Lilly is doing or any of these big any of these big pharmaceutical companies or any companies from the food industrial complex and what they're putting in the food or what they're putting in the meat or, or what they're putting in the candy bars or in the Coca-Cola or if you really want to get down to it if we're going to open up a Rico case on a local drug dealer we should certainly open up a Rico case on Pfizer and even furthermore we should open up a Rico case on uh let's say uh Mars for sugar, because sugar is the biggest drug in the world. Sugar was the original drug trade. Remember, the business model that came from the crown, drugs, piracy, slavery. The drugs and the drugs, piracy, slavery were was sugar, the sugar trade. Now, it's a very efficient drug. Slow kills you slowly in some cases. Some cases you get diabetes and you fucking die early. Some cases, you die slow. You live to be 70 years old and, and, you know, eventually you just, you know, body can't take no more sugar. You know, it's an effective poison, right? Not the same as cocaine. And I think that's why people have trouble grasping the concept, right? When you hear Warren Buffett say, hey, I drink a a Coca-Cola every day. Yeah, okay. The fuck does that mean? Doesn't mean it's not poisonous, dumbass. And who would listen? And then you motherfuckers are listening to him because he's got a billion dollar company. Not knowing you're getting played. You're getting played. And even it's not even about the sugar. It's about the fact that you don't understand the full scope of drugs and the implications of drugs as a as a domain of society. So it's hard for you to comprehend what is actually just or unjust when it comes to adjudicating laws against the local drug dealer in a black community. And your local drug dealer has often become the victim of unjust use of the RICO law, which basically says if anybody anywhere is involved in the conspiracy in any way, then you can charge all of them with felonies. Right. And not only that, you can charge all of them with them with a with a, a more severe penalty within the scope of, of whatever crime they've committed. They're all basically tied to the worst part of the crime, right? If you were uh, involved in the conspiracy and there was a murder attached to it, now you're all involved or implicated in that murder, conspiracy to commit murder. For example, RICO law, unjust, stinks, has always stunk, has always been used improperly, has always been a signature of a judicial system that is completely and utterly out of fucking control. Always. Always has been that. Always has been. Been that for a long time. Been that for a long time. Okay. And it's not that the people who they use the RICO law to go after maybe weren't actually involved in crime. It's that the the, the America and the rule of law and the, the prerequisite of justice as it's laid out in our Constitution and our Bill of Rights provides us certain protection against the government using its power for expediency, whether it's the expediency of a government agenda, whether it's the expediency of an individual person who works for the government and their their own individual professional ambitions and goals or their own financial goals or whatever the fucking case may be. And you let this fat fucking clown come up there and speak on behalf of the identity of black women and use the RICO law as a herald 
of black people moving forward in the country? Are you people fucking stupid? The RICO law. The RICO law. You're going to let a black woman stand up before the entire nation and use the RICO law? Use a RICO indictment as a herald of her standing up for, for black people all across the country? How many of you know people sitting in a jail cell right now because of the, uh, the, the misuse of a RICO law? I do. I know people who have been, you know, been, been pressured or been bullied or been, or been uh, taken advantage of by prosecutors who want to use the RICO law. I'm sure some of you do too. This is a woman who wants to be liked by white people. This is a woman who wants to be patted on the head by white people, who wants to be praised by white people, who wants to be to, who wants to be in, in, in good company at little wine gatherings with white people, with white liberals, with Gavin Newsom. And she's probably taking dick from a bunch of them. Let's just be honest. I'm just going to keep it funky. What's she going to do, indict me from Minnesota? I'll never go to Georgia. I don't go to Georgia, don't want to go to Georgia. I actually, you know, I got, I know people in Atlanta. I know people who live in Georgia. I ain't got no problem with those people. I love them. Got love for people everywhere. But I really don't want to fucking come to Georgia. I'm going to be honest with you. Y'all letting people like that represent you. I don't want to come to fucking Georgia. So I don't, I don't really, I don't know her from nowhere. She's a fucking clown. Y'all letting this fat woman use the RICO law like it's a symbol of justice. The RICO law has never been a symbol of justice for you Negroes. So why now? Why now? Why now? Because a young, because a, because a, 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 you know, middle-aged, I mean, she, ain't, she ain't fucking young. Because a middle-aged black woman gets to be on TV because she gets to stand up at the podium because she's a district attorney, because she's involved in the, the great grand jury to bring down Donald Trump. Well, what is it? What is it? What, what, why are you allowing people like this to represent you? This is what we got to start to ask ourselves. Why are we allowing people like this to represent us? Why is it every time a black person rises up in the same system that we say is inherently guilty for white supremacy? Why is it every time a black person rises up in that system, irregardless of the morality, we cling to them and, and bow at their feet and sing their praises? Why? Why is that? I don't like none of these black bourgeoisie sellouts. I'm having trouble fit finding people that I actually like. And you can say that makes me anti-black or that I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm uh, negative towards black people or whatever. I'm just telling you what it is. Most of you motherfuckers are sellouts. Shout out to Ice Cube. Ice Cube tried to tell you, tried to try to try to try to reason with you and say, damn. You getting pimped? You giving up a vote? You giving you giving that ass up for nothing? For zero? For nothing? You ain't getting nothing in return. No reciprocity. Then this black woman come up in here, come come up on the podium and use the RICO law as a symbol of progress for black people. It's unbelievable to me. Unbelievable. I don't care what. I don't care what necklace you I don't care what pearls you put on that pig there there ain't a there ain't a pearl necklace that you could put on that pig that could that could dress up the stupidity 
that could dress up the stupidity and poor disposition that she has. There's not a there's not a pearl necklace that you could find that could dress that up. I'm why. I mean, how can you even some of some of these people? You can just listen to them and hear the disingenuousness in their in their spirit. You can hear it. I can hear it. I hope you can hear it. Completely disingenuous. Completely disingenuous. And you know, Donald Trump probably comes through it. Maybe I'm overreacting. But to me, see, to me, I don't look at the final result as the symbol of whether I should be upset or not. Like when things work out for us as Americans, we tend to all kind of go back to normal and go, ah, all right, the storm has passed. I have a problem with the priest. I have a problem with the precept. I have a problem with the with the I have a problem with where we are right now today. I don't care if he gets put in jail or not. I mean, I care if he gets put in jail or not. If he gets put in jail, the country should come to a halt. All of you should be in the streets because tyranny is just on the loose. But we don't have to get to the point where he's convicted and put in prison for me to be irate about the situation. Me being irate about the situation comes from the understanding that when district attorneys are able to weaponize their position for political expediency or for political uh, um, political vendettas, we're in a very bad place in this country. A very, very bad place in this country. We have a big, big problem. We have abandoned what it means to be citizens. And I don't know why you black people want to abnegate your citizenship. It's the only thing that gives you rights. Whether the government is respecting those rights or not on a day to day basis, on a week to week basis, on a year to year basis, on a second to second basis, whether or not you believe that the government will honor the fundamental the, the 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 fundamental um the fundamental implications of one's human rights or civil rights whether you believe they're doing that or not it is a fact that citizenship it citizenship itself is the only thing that could potentially guarantee your rights without it you're a nobody literally to a nation, to a nation that's gotten this big, to a nation that's gotten this big without citizenship, you are nobody. You are living in a great land of many nobodies. And they want to treat Donald Trump like a nobody. And they're hoping that you, you believe in being a nobody so much that you'll let that you'll let them treat him like a nobody. It's like a chain reaction. It's like a it's like a, a, a synthesis of of of, of anti citizenship right now. Right, that's what's bubbling up right now. It's this this the synthesis of anti citizenship. Well, I'm not a citizen. You're not a citizen. You're not a citizen. Well, what is citizenship? What is the American Constitution? It's a white supremacy. Well, of course they can throw a fucking president in jail and a kangaroo Rico indictment. Are you people fucking? Di- and you know what? Segway. To my next point, the next thing I want to talk about, prayers, thoughts and prayers are with Donald Trump. Man is incredibly brave to even stick in this thing because many of y'all would have sold out by now. Oh, when they got that, oh, when they got that second indictment uh, up, uh, up and running, when they got that second indictment up and running on your ass and they said, hey, hey, 
If you bow out now, we can make this all go away. You motherfuckers would have sang like canaries. A lot of you, a lot of you, black, white, Asian, Latino, African, doesn't matter. I don't care about your race. When it comes to that part, a lot of you could not stand in the kitchen and deal with that fire. A lot of you would have sold out by now. And the simple fact that he hasn't, the simple fact that a fourth indictment has come down, and I know, I know for a fact that all the powers that be behind the scenes, all the puppeteers, all the, the people who pull the strings are calling his people and saying, if he bows out of this presidential race, we can make this all go away. I know they're doing that because that's what I would do if I was them and I had no sacred honor. That's exactly what I would expect the people we're up against to do. I know he's getting that offer. And he said, no, no, no. Now, for that reason alone, he's got my vote because I know what it's like to be in that position. I know what it's like to be out there at the podium speaking that real shit, talking that real shit. And the puppet masters want you to stop and they come to you with a handsome offer, a handsome offer that a lot of your peers will gladly take. A lot of them did take. A lot of them did take and it came with a dress and a deal. Don't take the fucking dress off. You bourgeois Negroes out there, take the fucking dress off. All this signals right now, this this entire Donald Trump indictment. The people who want the people who believe that you should stand for something, that you have to stand for something at some point, should be doubling down and supporting this man. Flaws, all flaws included. All flaws included. Yeah, yeah, the man's got flaws. We all got flaws. I got flaws. I got flaws. I, I mean, I wish, I, I, I wish a lot of things. Okay. I wish a lot of things. We all got flaws. Look in the mirror. We all got flaws. But when the establishment goes this far out of their way to take a man out, when the establishment goes this far out of their way to to tell a man, to 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 bully a man, to tell a man, yeah, get out of our way or else we're going to take you out. And he looks him right in the face and says, go fuck yourself. I'm still running for president. That's a hero. That's a hero, ladies and gentlemen. That's a hero, ladies and gentlemen. You don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to like everything he does. You don't like to have to like everything he says. You don't have to like the way he says it or any of that shit. The of uh, the man who stands in the line of fire and says, "Give me some more on principle." These are heroes. These are heroes. Donald J. Trump. The man is a hero. And what all of you out there need to understand, what all of you out there need to understand is they are counting on you. They are counting on you not taking your citizenship serious enough to actually fight back. And before you even, before you even get to the point where you fight back, they're actually counting on the fact that you won't even ask a tough question. Not that you won't ask it of the establishment, but you won't even do the, the, the necessary critical thought of asking tough questions in your own mind. And that's the psychological brainwashing that has been that has been waged against the American people for the better part of 80 to 100 years. This is what the media industrial complex is in charge of. 
This is what the medical industrial complex is in charge of. This is what the military industrial complex is in charge of. This is what they, they've been charged to do at the behest of their masters. And they do have masters and their masters have a master. And it really is that simple. The industrial complexes in America are the tip of the spear for an international banking cartel. Banksters, people who print money and middleman or broker the production and consumption of energy on behalf of all of us willing participants and the production of con and consumption of energy being loosely or very closely in many cases tied to the degradation or decay of one's morality and soul is only it can only be can only be laid at the feet of one one individual satan it's very very simple people satan only satan could be could be thought to 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 desire such a profound level of moral and social decay. The question is, are we going to jump on the bandwagon? Whose bandwagon are you on? Let's get deep. Let's go. Let's. Because I think I get on here and people go, oh, you, you, know, you think you're smarter than you are. No, I was a part of a political campaign where the political elites and all the political um, all of the 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 uh, the veterans of of the the political machine, the political industry, told me that I had to talk at a fifth grade reading level here in America. I mean, the degradation of the American intellect alone is enough for, in my opinion, to where citizens should be on the streets every single day. The way that your education has been has been crafted to bastardize your intellectual and growth to stunt your intellectual growth, to, to, to hinder your intellectual growth, as to stunt and, and, and hinder your spiritual growth, that alone is a crime against humanity. That alone should, should, should uh, prompt some RICO indictments, okay? What has been done to the American intellect strategically, systematically done to the American intellect by our government and collaborating uh, interested parties should prompt RICO indictments. They think you're all dumb. They think you're all dumb. You're not, you don't give a shit about Donald Trump. Why would you care? At the end of the day, it's just the apprentice guy. At the end of the day, it's just another white, rich billionaire, right? It's not going to be you. It's not going to be you. You're not going to be the victim of this type of tyranny, huh? In your community? Well, how? Why? Little old you. Big corrupt institutions get off on stepping on little people. You don't see that? You don't get it? You don't see that Donald Trump is actually little in the grand scheme of things? Because you don't know who and what we're up against. Let me help you. Turn your television on. Go to your iPhone, your smartphone. Go to your tablet, your iPad, or whatever the fuck you, you, you know you're running. Go to your laptop, go to your smart television, whatever you're running, go to it. Go look at what's happening in Maui. 
Go look at what's taking place in Maui. I saw what, what, what happened in Maui and I thought to myself, uh-oh, they're rolling out the big guns now. Oof, it's on. And that's, that's what made me sort of happy that the season ended. And maybe I'm just reading, reading into that. Maybe I'm just making an excuse. Maybe I'm just coping with the fact that the season didn't end the way I want to. And I get an extra two weeks to tend to this madness, which is timely. They're rolling out the big guns now. And if you saw the game on Sunday, I had Investigate Maui written on the side of my head. And um, on the other side, I had Directed Energy Weapons with a question mark. And, you know, pictures going around. It's, it's, get, it's getting out there. Receiving a lot of support from people who live in Hawaii, a lot of people who... who uh, said thank you for, for, for speaking up for us on our behalf. A lot of people who have relatives who may live in Hawaii or people who are, you know, live, live here uh, inland in America and, and have spent time living in Hawaii or spent time vacationing in, in Hawaii or visiting Hawaii or have toured in Hawaii or whatever the case may be. May, just American citizens who are genu genuinely concerned for the destruction of the people of Hawaii, which we all should be. When you see a fire break out that looks like hell on earth, we all should be concerned. And I simply said investigate, and I can't tell you how many liberals ran to Twitter to say, here's another conspiracy theory. Well, how come conspiracies only fucking exist when you want to indict the presidential candidate of your political opponents? Okay. Why is it that conspiracy is only conspiracy is only real when a little fat black DA jumps up on the podium who can barely read a fucking sentence? How come conspiracy is only real when you need it to be real? It's only real when you want it to be real. How come conspiracy is only real when it's convenient for you? How come conspiracy is only real when it's actually pretty petty in the grand scheme of things. See, I want to talk about real conspiracies. Right. I know, I know a lot of you posh, yuppie, posh, yuppie, omnisexual, metropolitan white liberals don't want to talk about real conspiracies because your, 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 your sense of security, your, your sense of, 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 Stability is threatened when you talk about genuine conspiracy because you have no faith. And if you have no faith, then you have no real protection because if you have no faith and no protection, the, the, the brunt of a conspiracy could really come down on you. You have no anchors. You have no anchors. You have free-floating anxiety because you motherfuckers are free-floating. You have no anchors. You have no anchors in faith. You have no anchors in sacred honor. You have no anchors anchors in, in identity. And, and, and you have no anchors. You're free-floating. So, of course, you don't want to talk about conspiracy. But there happens to be a few conspiracies that you all just can't deny. And if there's a conspiracy that, that worries me the most, especially in the context of... The, the, the dire, dire and tragic crisis that we see happening in Maui is the 
sophistication of weapons and technology. If there is a conspiracy to be investigated, if there's a conspiracy to behold, if there's a conspiracy that we should focus on and spend our time and energy to bring justice to, it is the conspiracy of advanced weapons and technology being proliferated, being used in this country and all around the world. What do you mean, advanced weapons? What do I mean? What don't you get? Just tell me what, 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 just tell me what you don't get. What don't you get? What don't you get? Directed energy weapons, you don't know what they are? You don't believe they exist? You can go right to Lockheed Martin's uh, YouTube channel and they'll tell you exactly what directed energy weapons are. And they'll tell you that they exist. They'll tell you that they're in, they're in the inventory and they are being used right now by a number of people. American military, private contract, you know, who, who knows who the fuck. At the end of the day, who knows who's using them? The point is that they exist. And the even more important point is that they exist. They're being used and you don't even realize what they are. That's the real conspiracy. The conspiracy isn't actually about the weapons. The conspiracy is the secrecy to keep the knowledge of the weapons and the sophistication and the implications of the weapons from your dumb ass. That's the real conspiracy. The conspiracy is for you to go to a a formative education uh, public school, private school, charter school, doesn't fucking matter, uh, a, a public university, a state university, and never be brought up to speed on the things that the government and, and participating private sector companies are engaged in that fundamentally undermine your freedom, that fundamentally undermine your safety. Directed energy weapons, what are they? Oh, rice, rice. Directed energy weapons. This is, you mean laser beams? Yeah, we mean laser beams. I, that sounds crazy to you, maybe. But when you actually go, at least have the balls to go look it up. So when you have the balls to go look it up and you find out that laser beam technology is actually out and about, then what do you do? And many of us just want to continue to bring you to a place where you finally look in the mirror and say, it's, I can't deny it anymore. There's too much, there's too much evidence for me to continue to live from this worldview. Directed energy weapons. Yeah. Laser beams. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. They have directed energy weapons exist. They're being used. And when things exist and then they're being used, the real truth is we have so little transparency. We have so little accountability over that that part of our government, that part of the private sector. Who are we to say what, what they're when, when or why or how they're using them? Who are we to say? Not to mention we are now on a collision course with another nation who probably has the same technology up and running. 
And we're at war with another country who has technology that's similar. Oh, we don't know. who. When I said investigate Maui, me personally, what do I think? Me personally, I think the WEF has its teeth sunk into the security state and deep state of this nation. And for whatever reason, they felt that it was advantageous probably for a number of of uh, for in a number of ways um, to test a directed energy weapon on Maui and to burn those people out of there. It's probably a twofer, right? That's usually how deals get done between crooks in case you've never been a part of a, uh, you know, a deal. If you've never done a deal, you probably wouldn't understand that. But usually some, everybody gets their beak wet in a good deal. Right? That's the sign of a good deal. Everybody gets something out of it, something you cocksuckers should consider the next time you let these DAs like Fanny Pack represent your interests, right? At least get something out of the fucking deal. Okay, but some of you aren't even interested in getting anything out of the deal. You're complete, complete cucks, which is why I want to say thank you to all my patriots and my 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 patriots and my my uh, my patriots, my my comrades, my fellow cuck slayers, my fellow cuck slayers. Keep keep on marching, keep on going, keep on hacking away until there's not a single cuck left. Not there's not a single place left that a cuck can hide. Okay. Those are my words to to those out there who who understand what we're up against. Keep hacking away until there is no more, there is no more place, there is no more quarter for a cuck to hide. Get something out of the deal, you cuck motherfuckers. Get something out of the deal at least. Okay. This is how deals work. Everybody gets their beak wet. So when you get up to the highest levels of government, corporations, secret societies, and you say, hey, we, we have this agenda, we have this initiative, we have this plan, this, this illustrious and grand plan to, uh, you know, test an energy weapon, of course, everybody's going to get a little something out of it. Maybe it's the real estate there. Maybe it's these 15-minute cities. Maybe they just want to test a, a direct energy weapon. I don't, I don't know what the case may be. But what I do know Without having to know what exactly happened, it's alarming to me that nobody or very few people or too many people believe it completely impossible that the government could even do this in the first place or that even more scary. And this is really what's more scary, that your private sector companies like Lockheed and and um, and Boeing. Uh, and, uh, you know, a few others, a few others that these, that these, uh, 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 Raytheon. Okay. Raytheon's another one that a few of these companies have more sophisticated technology in their, uh, R and D departments, supposedly, supposedly they're not up and running just R and D, but they have more sophisticated technology in their R and D department than many of us nations have in our actual military and in our in our in, in in the department of defense and then you got the little small subsects of people who are read into certain levels of secrecy when it comes to military and technology because we're always at war or we're always on the brink of war because you know war is the best business and so you got certain people who double and triple quadruple cross over as as 
players on both sides or, or all sides of a fence. Meaning you may have some people in the Department of Defense who are actually read up on what's going on at Raytheon, but not everybody in the Department of Defense, not everybody in the Joint Chiefs or the or the Sec Def or or whoever the whoever it is. So you got this huge chaotic shit show that lacks any real transparency, and you know who gets the least information out of it? You at home, you the one whose tax money pays for it all, and then they'll tell you. They'll tell you that the reason you can't know, the reason they can't be transparent, the reason they can't just tell you what they're up to is because we're at war with another nation. And we can't tell, we can't let another nation know what we're doing because then that would, that would, that would, that would compromise your security. Until you test a laser beam on an island, right? Until you test a directed energy weapon on an island and you burn an island, you burn a huge section of an island and then you blame it on hurricanes. You blame it on hurricanes, but the locals are saying the hurricane never hit this place. The hurricane never hit that place. If the hurricane hit, how did the hurricane hit and none of the trees are down? None of the power lines are necessarily down, but the electricity now goes off after the fires break out in, in, in Hawaii. I don't know. Call me a conspiracy theorist. I don't know what happened in Maui. I don't fucking live there. I don't live in Maui. I feel terrible for the people who lived there in Maui. I feel terrible for the people who died. I feel terrible for the people who are affected, but I don't live in Maui. I don't know what happened in Maui, but what I do know is it is a huge Huge problem that many of you at home don't even think it possible that this could have been done by the government or an enemy government or a group independent of the government from the private sector of the military industrial complex. This is a fucking problem. This means you are asleep at the wheel. This means you've already given up your citizenship because you're not even considering the full scope of what the fuck is going on out here. Yeah, laser beams, they have them. They have them. They got a lot of other shit too. And we're going to start to talk about that on this podcast. Please call, call me crazy. Okay. Do I know they laser beam Maui for sure? No, but I sure think we should investigate it. The question is, who should we get to investigate it? Fanny Peck from, from Fort Knox County? Who the fuck are, who's left to investigate any of this shit? A rhino Congress? Yeah, they should do it. Hopefully they will do it. Hopefully the rhino Congress will pass through the bill that says Raytheon, Lockheed, Boeing and all these other military industrial complex companies have to disclose their secret information with regards to the UAPs, the unidentified aerial phenomenon, UFOs, uh, extraterrestrial, interdimensional, whatever, whatever it is. Space travel, the Earth's flat, it's a firmament, it's a billion dollar gal, a uh, uh, billion star gal. I don't know what I do know, what I can tell you from what I'm seeing, like Congress testimony, that these companies 
are withholding certain information like they're bigger than the government. And if they're bigger than the government, they're bigger than you and we the people. And they're using our own fear to justify the secrecy. This is what Kennedy and Eisenhower told y'all was going to happen. That if you trade, if your fear, uh, if your fear moves you to give your government too much power when it comes to military and science and technology, then eventually you won't have you won't have freedom. You won't have freedom and you won't have security. Many of you don't even know that directed energy weapons exist. Many of you see the words directed energy weapons written on the side of my head and your first thought is, wow, that's a conspiracy theory. And I'm going to leave you with this today. I realize what the greatest psyop is going on right now. I realize why the NBA really didn't want to talk about mental health. I realize where, where, the, where the brilliance of this entire brainwashing has occurred. It's people's natural response, naturally. Naturally, it's people's response to run away from things that will fundamentally change the way they view the world. And even more importantly, the way they view reality itself. It's a natural defense mechanism for a human mind to shut down, to to shut off, to to wall off any information that could that could change or 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 that could uh, radically shift the way that they view reality too quickly. Protecting itself from a real break from reality, from your mind, uh, uh, you know, uh, short circuiting or, or becoming overwhelmed or, or becoming um, anxious, you know, you could say anxious. Terrified is really what it is, becoming so fearful and that, that you become paralyzed and with, with fear. This is the real trick of the system. So, so the real trick within that trick is to have everything so, to have everything seem so far-fetched that the average American citizen, when encountering the information, when encountering the truth, naturally rejects it. And this is why many conservatives in the movement, this is why many patriots, this is why many people who really understand or, 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 or can see what's wrong in our country or with the narrative, this is why so many feel their frustration. This is what you're feeling. It's by design. Relax. Relax. Take a step back. Recharge. Go at it again. Go at it again and again and again. Eventually, it'll crack. Trust me. Relax. It's by design. It's meant to make you feel like that. It's it's meant to keep them dumb, but it's actually meant to make you gaslit when you encounter dummies, to make you question yourself, and then to make you eventually just say, ah, fuck it. I give up. Not me. Not me. That's why I'm running for United States Senate and they're going to have to fucking kill me for me not to bring the hammer down on that Senate floor come 2024. We will save this country. We will take this country back. We will save this country and we will hold those responsible who have done to the American people who have done to the people of Maui, who have done to people all around the world what they want us to accept from them. 
Lies. Lies. Corruption. Malice. Lies. Corruption. Malice. This is the brainwashing that has been done to you. Relax. It's by design. When your average American citizen, when your average person around the world encounters certain information, their, their, their natural response is to shut down. And that's what the machine has been working on. The machine, ha- and, and be, understand, it's not that the machine is going to spend all this time telling you lies. It's that the machine is going to spend more time narrowing your focus. We're going to narrow your field of vision. We're going to narrow the things that you think about on a daily basis. We're going to narrow the way that your mind actually works. So when you encounter certain information, it seems so complex. It seems so antithetical to it. It seems so opposite, so contrary to the the way that your brain works on a daily basis. You'll have no choice but to run from the information. And if you run from the information, if you can't absorb the information, then you can't apply the information and you can't fight back against the agenda. This is the PSYOP of the century. This is what reality TV did to the American intellect. This is what convenience did to freedom. This is what reality TV did to the American intellect. This is what convenience did to freedom. When many of you cuck, bourgeois, sellout motherfuckers out there encounter the real information, you are psychologically predisposed to run from it. Because to to deal with it, to confront it, would 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 be would be would be such a departure from the way that you've been trained to think every day. Your your entire psyche would break. If you knew the shit that I know, if you if you had to wrestle with and think about the shit that I think about, you wouldn't even be able to get up on the podium, Fanny Pack. Fanny Pack, Fanny Pack wouldn't even be able to speak. She'd be in a corner shaking somewhere with fear and trembling if she had to confront the reality of what we patriots, we truth tellers, we we Christians have to really confront. If she had to confront that information, had to live with that information, had to look in the mirror and go to sleep at night with that information, she wouldn't be able to get up on the podium at all. And in that way, we all kind of find that that sense of mercy. We can find that sense of 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 actually feeling bad for for these people. Right. They've been manipulated. They've been hurted. But in feeling bad for them, we should not absolve them. We should not allow them to step all over us. We should not move out of the way or cross the street. Meet them. Meet them. Become the immovable object. The MAGA movement has to become an immovable object. That's what Donald Trump is is exemplifying right now. He's becoming an immovable object. Yeah, they're an unstoppable force for sure. Their, Their will, their ambition, their corruption, their wickedness, it knows no bounds. It knows, it has no limits. It's limitless. What's the response? The response is our faith. 
our courage, our fortitude has to become immovable. Give a flying fuck if you call me a, a darling of the alt-right or a fucking Uncle Tom or a coon or whatever you want to call me. I'm voting for Donald Trump in 2020. We need to investigate Maui. And more importantly, every single one of you out there needs to become very, very familiar with the dangers that now exist when it comes to advanced technology and weapons from our military, from our government, and even more scary, from private, sectors, com private sector companies of the military industrial complex. This has been another episode of Please Call Me Crazy, brought to you by Free People Radio and powered by our favorite sponsor, TireGit.com. That's TireGit.com. You have to buy tires from somewhere. From somewhere. Go to TireGit.com, buy some tires, help support the movement, help keep our sponsor happy. I also want to give a major shout out to MyBookie.com. If you like to bet on games, if you like to bet on sports, bet on the Big Three Championship. I won't be in it. Maybe I'll place a bet myself. Um, go to MyBookie.com, use promo code ROYCE, and enjoy 20% off and some other things as well. MyBookie.com is great. You can bet on anything. Anything. There's other things on there as well, games and whatnot. Go on, spend a few bucks, help our, you know, use the promo code, help our advertisers be happy, continue to support the movement, because at least they're fucking supporting the movement. I mean, you may not like gambling. You may have a little, a little uppity fucking gripe about gambling and whatnot, but at least they're throwing down on the movement. At least they're, at least they're throwing down on a side, okay? At least they're not running for the fucking hills like a lot of you black bourgeoisie sellouts who gonna go and gamble anyway. Okay, don't don't play the righteous car with me. And you white conservative, you white 501c3 conservative Christians and your and your thin veil of civility, time to pull your fucking skirt down because the government's coming for you right now. Mybookie.com. If you get a chance, promo code Royce. Also, Ghostbed. Go to ghostbed.com, put in promo code Royce. They got pillows, they got mattresses, they got sheets. I'm a big fan of Ghostbed. Okay, I'm a big fan of, of um, I'm a big fan of taking care of your sleep hygiene, and there's nothing better that you need. There's nothing that you need more to have good sleep hygiene than a nice, nice mattress. If you're in the mattress, if you're in the mattress market, if you're on the market for mattresses right now, go to ghostbed.com, put in promo code Royce, and enjoy 20% off of your first purchase. On, on ghostbed.com. We want to thank those sponsors. We want to thank tiregit.com. And we want to thank all of you for being for continuing to listen. Uh, we want to thank you for your viewership and your listenership now and in the future. I'm going to be here a lot more now. You know, Tuesday night episode. I know you guys weren't expecting it. It's Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule. I promise we're going to get a guest on this Friday. Um, I'll tell you tomorrow night who that guest will be. And I'll see you tomorrow night for another episode of Please Call Me Crazy. We're turning on the faucet now. We're at the crossroads. And for any of you out there, for anybody out there who thinks that you can indict Donald Trump and scare us or bully us into voting for Ron DeSantis or bully us into voting for Joe Biden or bully us for voting in a return to the status quo or bully us into voting for globalism or the World Economic Forum, or directed energy weapons, or super uh, art, uh, surveillance, artificial intelligence. 
a Chinese super state, for any of you who think that your attack on Donald Trump will make us waver from our position, you got another fucking thing coming. The fight continues. Don't die a jerk off. Godspeed.